0: Turn to John chapter 15, verse number 9. John chapter 15, verse number 9. Those of you that are fasting and keeping up with the scriptures, you're reading the gospel according to John, and then you're getting to know the letters that John wrote. Um, As you're reading those, you're going to get the chance to read all three of them. Three times, Amen. You should know him by heart when we're done. Amen. John chapter fifteen, verse number nine. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to read a few verses then we're going to come back and um, we're going to go through them and see how the Holy Spirit leads us tonight. Um, The very first verse it says, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. And this is Jesus talking. Then he says, abide in my love. King James Version says, continue in my love. Abide means to continue to maintain to endure to dwell <clears throat> so if I was going to use it a subject tonight it would be continue in God's love. Amen. And no matter what happens to you, continue in God's love. No matter what evil hits your life, continue in God's love. Amen. All right. If you keep <clears throat> if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Amen. This is my commandment that you what? Love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friend, says the Lord, if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. Jesus is talking to his disciples whereby he is having a conversation with you tonight. Then he says, verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain and that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. Amen. As Jesus is having a conversation with the disciples, sometimes we read the word and we don't really grasp what Jesus is really trying to get to us and how he has created a system and he wants us to follow the same system that he follows. As he points out, love, just like I stay in my father's love, you remain in my love. And then he goes ahead and tells us about what he did for his friends. He laid down his life. There's no greater love, he he explains to us. But I want to go back to verse number nine. He says, as the father has loved me, I also have loved you. Then he says, continue, abide in my love. Don't drift in any other direction. God wants us to abide in his love. One of the greatest things that the enemy will try to get you to do is to focus on somebody else's affection. So that you, your spirit man will lose contact Um with the affections of your father who is in heaven. That is a strategy of the enemy to get you disconnected so that he can get you infected. So then there's things that the enemy uses to try to get you out of the will of God, because he knows as long as you are abiding in the will of God, that there's nothing that he could do to you. And we don't really understand that sometimes we open the door because we don't believe that Satan has power. I hear people often say, the devil don't have no power. Breaking news. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. And here's some more news. You can't whoop them on your, on your own. Okay. God gave him Power, okay? The Bible talks about, I don't, know, I don't know why people say he don't have no power. He got power. The Bible speaks of how he's going to come back and deceive. Look, I know he got power because he deceived me for a long time. Right? I know he has power. But the, the issue becomes, um, how, how does this happen when Jesus came and died on the cross, and then Jesus has, has been given all authority, and he gave that authority to the believers, all right? And so the only way that we can be effective with that authority is if we continue in the love of God. As long as we stay there, there is nothing that no devil or no demon can do to us because we have authority given to us by christ jesus and here's the truth the devil is afraid of you while you're in christ and so he he's telling us to remain in his love because if we remain in his love we remain protected i remember when i was a kid i knew that if i was around my dad that i was going i was okay so one, one day, a kid pulled a knife on me, and I was about nine years old, but I could run. I think he was 10, but he had a knife, and he was going to stick me. And I took off running because I knew where my daddy was. See, and that's one thing we have to know and understand. No matter what the enemy does, as long as you know where your daddy is, you know where to run to. And so he says to us, he gives us great advice. He says to abide in my love, because if it's not his love, it's distorted. And sometimes we get so wrapped up in people that we can put the love for the person before we put the love for God. Till we begin to drift over into trying to please them. Instead of trying to please God. seeing God is a jealous God. And he wants us to love him with the same love that he has given us. And so he says to us to abide there. God has a system. And I want you to know when we stay in the system, God goes to work for us. So the things that come your way, you don't have to worry about them while you're in his love. Because he works it all out. God is so awesome. While He's working that out, He's working on some stuff in you. So the next time you'll have to work that out for yourself, and you won't even need Him because He's strengthening you. I'm. I'm We gonna get to the word in a minute. It's all in here. It's all in here. I promise. Verse number ten. Somebody read it. Okay. Stop right there. Then he starts off this next verse. He says, "If." which is predicated on a decision that has to be made by the believer. So the believer has to make up their mind, either they are going to follow God's commandment or they're going to follow their own. The, the issue becomes, we really don't know if you're not following God's commandment, you think you're following your own, but you're fo- following your former master's commandments. That's the devil. Before Jesus came into you, you were uh, under the authority of the devil's rule. And so in this earth realm, Satan has power. And while you were without Christ, it was his power that was leading you around. Therefore, you wanted earthly pleasures because that's what he put here, earthly pleasures. And you got used to the earthly pleasures, and then when Christ came into you, you have now what's called a new king, a new master. And the old master don't like it that you have a new master. So he wants to try and win you back. And so he will try to lure you with temptations of things that you used to like. And the issue becomes, you have to know and understand that you really didn't like them. You just thought you did. He's the master of deception. I used to think, well, I did like that, but I liked it under the ownership of a different master. Master who was deceiving me. So literally, it wasn't me liking it. It was a deceptive spirit that was tricking me to tell me I liked it. And the closer I got to God, the more disgusting I got with the behavior that I used to do. And it's not really me. It's the system that God has put in place. So he says, if you obey My command, sister, my, what did it say? So obedience to what God says will keep you. You only have two influences that you have to worry about. Now, either you're going to serve one master or you're going to serve the other one. Either you're going to obey God or you're going to obey you. Now, check this out. The enemy, his whole plan is to get you to think about you. That's his plan. So he lies to you and tells you that you desire this. But the word tells you that you don't desire that. But we get caught up so much in ourselves that we will believe what, the, what we think more than what the word has already explained to us. And so he says to us, if we obey his commandments, then we will just stay in his love. Obedience keeps you protected. Obedience keep you in the love of God. Obedience keeps you in the gifting stage because our God is a giver. And as long as you're obedient, you can reap the harvest that he has. And so the love of God, when the love of God keeps you, you have to be blessed because he's a blessor. Go ahead, my. It's okay. And abide in now, Jesus is, Jesus said, just as I have kept my father's commandments. He says, I'm the example. Mm-hmm. I'm not only the example, he's speaking to the disciples prior to them having him on the inside. So he's letting them know now he, we have him on the inside, and now he's telling us the same thing. That if we keep the commandments just as he did, we'll just stay in the love of God. That means we will just continue in God's love. You'll be on fire. Like Jeremiah said, listen, the Holy Spirit hadn't even come. He said, it feels like fire shut up in my bones. When you embrace the love of God. So the enemy is always out to try and distract you. But it said, when we do it the way he does it, His system kicks in. Where's the system at? Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. There. All right. Verse fourteen. For this, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven serves His name. Okay. So he says, the whole family is named right. God created everything. We are the family of God. Why? Because he chose us, right? None of us did anything to deserve it. This was 100% God's choice. God chose you in spite of you. He knew how crooked you were, but we know that God can make a crooked road straight. Right. He knew how rugged you were. And we know that uh, God can smooth out rough edges. See, God knew exactly what he needed to do with each one of us. And he was faithful to do it. And he's not done yet. Because as long as you're here on this earth, he is going to continue to work his love through you. So he tells us what it looks like as we abide in him. We bow our knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Let's go. 16. That
1: he would grant
0: you. That he would grant you. According to, go ahead.
1: According to the riches of
0: his glory. That he would grant who? us. According to what? According to what you think. According to what you like. According to what you desire. That's, see, his system is going to work according to the riches of his glory, which means that See, God is glorified. There is nothing more beautiful than the Lord. And he says, out of the best that I have, out of my glorious moments, the richness of me, I'm going to grant you. I'm not going to give you anything less than my best. That's why he sent his son. He looked around heaven. And he said, "Who going to go? Oh, you the best I got. You the closest reflection to me. My son, let me send the very best for my best. See, we didn't become the best until he came into us. Read that one more time. To, to what? So he says, I'm going to bless you and strengthen you from the riches of my glory. Meaning that you're going to be so strong that people will see the glory of the Lord in you. He says, he said, that's my, when you're abiding in me, I'm working on you. Read that one more time. To be strengthened with might. To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. It would be enough for me just to have strength. But to have the might with it When you not now we got to get this. When you know that that's what God is doing with you, you don't you shouldn't worry about nothing else. Say I believe it. I See the issue become. You get this word, you know it's there, but now you got to attach your belief system to it. You don't believe me? Watch this. Go ahead, Harold. That
1: Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That
0: you through what? Oh, so now we have to attach our belief system because Christ dwells in our heart through faith. I told you it's in here. If you believe it, you will experience it. But we say we believe. Many will say, Lord, Lord. I've done all this and he's going to say I don't know you depart from me workers of iniquity but when you believe it's more than just saying it let me believing your belief dictates Your behavior. What you say does not dictate your behavior. You could say the chair is comfortable. You could say the chair is gonna hold you, but that don't do anything. When you believe it's gonna hold you, and you believe it's comfortable, you sit in it. Your belief belief system. Right. It will dictate your. See, see. <clears throat> you won't get married unless you believe the one that's marrying and you really love you. They can say it a hundred times. But what do we look for? The actions. If the actions don't line up with the mouth, then, you know, they're just saying it. And it's hard to believe what everybody say.
1: <laughs>
0: we got to read that verse one more time, Harold. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. In the inner man. that Christ will dwell in your heart through faith. So he's not out to strengthen the outer you. He's to strengthen the inward man. So if Christ dwells on the inside, we should spend more focus on the inside than we do the outside. Now that brings me to distraction because most distractions come from the outside. And when you look at distraction, that's why Paul says in in the fourth chapter of Corinthians, do not focus on the things that are seen for the things that are seen are temporal. But the things that are unseen, which is Christ dwelling in you is eternal. You cannot evict Christ out of you. When he comes in, he dwells there. He does not change his mind. He's going to work his system no matter what. If you're still a sayer and not a believer, you're going to be a believer soon. Because his system is foolproof. There's nobody in here stronger than God. And if God gets in the house, he'll tear up the whole house and make it the way he wants it to be. Being rooted and grounded. Being rooted and grounded. Being rooted and grounded. Where? In his love. Right? If we're rooted and grounded in love, that means anything that's in the root, what comes up to be seen will look like Christ. Sometimes we don't want to go through what it takes to get down because we want to experience him too quick. And if you don't let the roots get too deep in the ground, it won't be able to weather the storm. So he says, you're going to be rooted and grounded. What does that mean? If you're rooted and grounded, it don't matter who comes along and break your branch if you're rooted and grounded in his love, his love is going to grow it all back anyway 18.
1: Mm. Hold on, hold
0: on. <laughs> to get to know all of that, the length, the height, the depth, listen, God said, I'm gonna bring you to know it. I'm gonna do it through the riches of my glory. You really gonna understand how much I truly love you. Because I need you to love me back the way I love you. I need you to see the love. So that when you look at other stuff, you won't let the other things look better than my love. See, sometimes we get distracted because Satan will show you things that you think you like. Say "distraction." distraction. See, God has given you what's called the light, which is Christ that dwells in you. But we get distracted. By what the enemy shows us. And sometimes we watch too much TV, and then you you watching that stuff, and then getting the attitude because they had an attitude on TV. <laughs> it's trying to it's trying to uh, hypnotize you into acting out a way. It's called deception. Mm-hmm. So now now what do you do? What what what? What can we do? What can we do to get past these distractions? Luke eleven thirty four. What can we do? Luke eleven thirty four. What can we do? Amen. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Luke eleven thirty four. Let's go. The lamp. Go ahead. The lamp of the body is the eye. The lamp of the body is what? Okay. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is also full of light. Okay, so when your eye is good, your whole body is full of light because the eye is the lamp. Okay. But when your eye is bad, your body, also is full of your body is full of darkness. Thirty-five.
1: Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness.
0: Therefore, take heed that the light that's in you is not the darkness. Thirty-six. If then your whole body is Okay? So so if your eye is the lamp, don't look at what's distracting you. Look at what's in you. We, we have to spend more time with the inner man. Amen. Not trying to, the enemy is going to give us all type of distraction right. to get you to talk about the wrong thing. Yeah. Right? TV will get you talking about the wrong thing. Let's just talk about Jesus. If you begin to talk about Jesus, you begin to abide in Jesus because it's 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 invoking your belief system. When you start talking about the problem, that's a distraction. That's what the enemy's serving you stuff to try to distract you. Who is the problem solver? So if he's the problem solver. If there's a problem, can we talk about the answer? (laughs) He is the answer to all of our problems. Right. If it seems dark, don't talk about how dark it is. Talk about the light. Because that's how you get past the distraction. By keeping your eyes on the light, which is Christ. Back to Ephesians. 19. So he says he gives us all this strength and keeps us grounded so that we'll be able to comprehend. With all the saints, that means he don't want us apart from one another with all the saints he said we'll be able to comprehend the width the length the height the depth to know the love of Christ keep going
1: Mhm okay to so know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God
0: okay so he says the riches of my glory it's, trying to, it's working on your mind so you don't think you know it all. It's, it, it's a, it surpasses knowledge. This is about revelation and illumination. Mm-hmm. So God is the only one that gives revelation through the richness of his glory in the inner man to strengthen him with might. Isn't that good? That's good stuff. And God is doing all of it. And he says to us, if. Abide. And keep my commandments. That's it. What commandments? I don't know them all. That's it. Just two. Love the Lord your God. With what? With what? So you you said all. All. What does all mean? Everything. Everything. So he said with all, that means everything. So if you give your heart to God, Mm -hmm. and listen, he's already there. That's where he is. (laughs) If you give him your heart, you don't have to worry about nothing else because that's what he said. Give me all your heart. All of it. That's a commandment. What you have to understand about commandments, if God commands it, it's going to (laughs) happen. Right. So he says he's going to fill up with the knowledge that you will be filled with all what? The fullness of what? The fullness of God. How many of you want all of it? Distractions and detours are trying to prevent the fullness of God in your life. It only delays it. It cannot deny it. Verse 20.
1: Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can, not, that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That
0: what? The power that works in us. That power that works in us. Who put the power there? God. It's working. It does not need your permission to work. But it would I would advise you. Work with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can have all the results Amen. quicker. That worketh in us. Go ahead.
1: To him be glory in the church, by Christ Jesus, to all generations, forever and ever. Amen.
0: Forever and ever. Amen. One more verse, and we're going home. Because God wants us to continue in his love. The enemy will have things happen in your life, will send people your way that make you want to hate them, right? And sometimes the, the enemy will trick you. He has tricked you and deceive you into doing something where you were mad at yourself. That's called deception. Deception. Distractions. But God says, Continue in me. Continue. No matter what. Romans 8:35. You might want to read it. Stop right there. Tribulation, distraction. You know, tribulation is a distraction based on how you look at it. If you know, if you know and believe God, whatever tribulation it is, it should excite you. Why? Because God has already set an end for the believers and given them victory. So, no matter what happens here, if you believe over there, you'll get excited because you're going to get to see how God shows off his victory and brings you over there. You win, you've won, you are a winner. You are a victor, no matter what. So when tribulations come, the Bible says tribulation worketh perseverance. God says, I will use tribulation to keep you going. Tribula- perseverance, character. I'm developing your character to be like my character, says the Lord. I'm working on the inward man giving it strength and might from the riches of my glory. And I'm using tribulation for that. So he said, go ahead. My distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, all distraction, keep going, keep going. What's up we are what? We're what? More more than We're what? More than How did we become more than conquerors? Because Christ is in you. Yes. You got Christ And God is working on something. He's building strength and might and just doing stuff that can't be explained and that we would have the fullness of his joy. Man, all this is happening. Go ahead. Through him who look. on because there's nothing that's going to be able to separate you mm-hmm. once God has made you his choice. Isn't that good? Yes. And no matter what God's system is in place so that if a distraction comes he'll use that to build you up. No matter what happened, he says he names off all these things. And then he said, even you can't even stop him from loving you. God says for us to continue in his love. Give him a hand of praise.